gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Boldly Going Podcast, creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. Very excited to uh, be with, bring you another episode today, episode six. Uh, we've had five really incredible episodes so far. Today is nothing short of that. Uh, episode six with uh, our great friends, Rad Red Creative. <clears throat> Rad Red Creative. Uh, they're a uh, photography and videography company based in the Tampa Bay area. Husband and wife duo, Leo and Brittany Trevino. And uh, they're just amazing. They're so much fun. I love them. Uh, I love them so much. Our conversation was incredible. Every one of these conversations, uh, I don't really, just to give you an insight, I don't really um, uh, put together like questions or specific notes or something ahead of time. I just, uh, I kind of uh, have an organic conversation with them. I know some things I want to ask them and just kind of where the conversation goes is where it goes. And um, it's, it's turned out to be pretty incredible. And this one is, this one's the same. Um, they, uh, they really have a neat perspective on working together as a husband and wife and, uh, stepping out and starting their own, their own company, doing their thing, doing the thing that they love, understanding and knowing their roles, what each of them are good at and, um, what they're not good at and what the other one is better at and letting each other kind of float within those things. Um, one of the great things that Leo said in, in our, our uh, conversation was uh, just talking about and just talking about photography and videography in general. He used the term reposition my perspective. And I thought, man, that's so great because that fits in so much in life and making decisions and determining to do things that you're passionate about. Just sometimes it just takes repositioning your perspective. And uh, so that's the title of today's episode with them. And uh, I'm really excited for you to hear them. Uh, they're, they're so, they're so great. So I hope you get some inspiration out of it. I hope it's uh, as meaningful to you as it was for me. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for, for being an audience and, um, the feedback that I've gotten on these episodes has been amazing. They've been so, uh, inspiring to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, as always, uh, we are part of the, uh, state lines network, uh, which is a great network, a great podcast and blog article network. If you go online to state-lines.com, state-lines.com, you'll find all kinds of uh, articles and perspectives, and there's other podcasts there that you can listen to. <clears throat> I would encourage you to listen to some of the some of the other podcasts. They're great, uh, so so great. There's uh, some podcasts about sports. If you love sports, there's a podcast uh, just about anything and everything in general. As uh, my friend uh, Daniel Cura's podcast, This Is Everything, with Daniel Cura. You should check that out. Uh, Chelsea Quinn, uh, Literally Dying, which is a creative, incredible podcast as well. You should definitely check that out. And then uh, the the varied sports and uh, general topic podcast there. But go go to go to State Lines. Check it out. Check out the State Lines Network. Uh, they are they are brilliant, good stuff there. And uh, I would encourage you as well, as always, check out my nonprofit organization, Engage, uh, or Current Initiatives, or website is engagecurrent.org, engagecurrent.org. Join us. Uh, go with us as we boldly go and help communities do uh, or be better and, and bring some life and hope to uh, some communities that are hurting. So we'd love for you to join that. Uh, and so here we go. I'm so excited for you to hear from Leo and Brittany. They are incredible people, and you're going to love them. So uh, let's jump into it. Episode six with Rad Red Creative.
Chicago or someplace like and, that. And I think that trend probably carried down here. People yeah. think that it would be the same. Well, thing. spring is a very popular season. Everybody loves like the happiness of spring, and you know, all the flowers <laughs> are back, and the green is cracking. True. Oh, true. spring wedding. You know, even like old movies on with weddings and stuff. It was like a dream to get married in the spring. You know what I mean? True. But I think in Florida, it it might also be. I mean, you can look at this in like a hundred different ways. But financially, you know, March is a more ideal time to give people a bounce back period from New Year's Eve and Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. Thinking March is three months to kind of get resettled into their finances. Like, okay. All right. Let's prepare for the wedding. It's yeah. March or, or April or May. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. By the way, anything you do touching this table will affect that. Oh, yeah, okay. so just like you can put your hands on it, it's not a big deal, but like when you set something down, you know. Oh, like, yeah. okay. So, um, but we're recording already, so okay. just FYI. Sounds good. I like raw intros like that, so. Um, all right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Boldly Going Podcast. As we always say, creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. And uh, I am. We're sitting in my home with uh, the Rad Red Creative Team. What's up, man? Uh, Leo and Brittany, the the, the dynamic duo. <laughs> so um, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. So um, I think I've told you guys before. I mean, the the whole premise is people that are that are boldly going, following their dream, doing something. Uh, creative or brilliant or inspirational, you yeah. know, in their in their world in their way. Um, so I love you guys because you're super creative, and you guys did that. You worked regular jobs, worked for Apple, all that kind of stuff, and yep. just went. You know, we're going to start our own thing and do yep. and go for it. So yeah, welcome, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure being on here. Yeah. I know we're looking forward to it, and we're also both a little nervous because we've never done something like this. <laughs> But it's, yeah. it should be fun. We're, it's just I'm, a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had those. Right. Just not with a big microphone. Just pretend <laughs> Yeah, just ignore that. Ignore, ignore the microphone. <laughs> ignore all the, all the people that might... I mean, the five people that listen to this podcast. Just ignore, <laughs> ignore them. Yeah. So, um, cool. So, talk, tell me about Rad Red. Rad Red. I mean, I know you guys are video, do video photography. Like, go for it. Yeah, so um, Red Red, uh, should I just start from the start, from the beginning? Yeah, wherever you want, man. All right, so um, I tell this story all the time whenever we meet with bride and grooms. Um, so Red Red all kind of started from a from a mistimed joke, if you will. Okay. Um, and it was when we were dating uh, back in around 2000. Summer 2012. Summer 2012. So she goes out to dinner with some friends, and um, she comes back, and the next day, you know, I'm asking her, hey, how's dinner? How everything go good? And you know, how are your friends? She's like, oh, it went really well. And she's like, um, something interesting happened. They made me a job offer. And so I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Like, what's what's the job? You should go for it. She's like, well, it's a production house, and where I can do editing for shows and movies, and and it just sounds like a really good opportunity. I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. Like, what what are you waiting on? She's like, well, it's in Utah, and I'd have oh. to move there. So, I looked at her and my heart sank because I was like, oh, I don't want you to Pressure's leave. on, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, where I was at was I was doing photography on my own. Like, I already had all these different avenues and, and um, environments where I was doing phot- uh, photography actively. Okay. And, um, and I was pursuing that. And, and Brittany has her degree in, in film and TV productions. And she really wasn't doing anything with that degree. Um, she was working at Apple, right? Mm-hmm. At that time? Yep. 
And so, you know, she kind of felt like, well, I'm not putting any of my talents to use and that job would be a perfect opportunity. And so as much as I wanted to be like, just go, just do it, I was like, please don't leave though, because I love you, <laughs> you know? Uh, and this was before you were married? Yeah. Before we were married. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so Man, I was like, put you on the spot. Yeah. yeah, it did. So I was like, hey, she what? did it on purpose. She, <laughs> she's like, ultimatum <laughs> put time. A ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> ultimatum time, make a decision. So I was like, well, why don't we just make a company of our own? Ha ha. You know, and, and she, she was like, oh, that's funny, but really. And I was like, no, but really, like, what if we did? What if we combined our efforts and talents into one thing and, and, and just pursued that and hit it hard? Um, and so she was kind of hesitant at first because that's a big, you know, undertaking. Yeah. And so I was like, I kept like pitching my idea to her. I felt like I was on Shark Tank. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I, can, I have my background in photography. I have, you know, my experiences in that. And I have a lot of people that I know, you know, and, and clients that could be like steady clients. And so you have all of your knowledge in film and, and TV production. And so why don't you teach me that? And, and we could just make it work. And she's like, but what would we shoot? And I was like, well, I love shooting weddings. Like, that's, what I, that's where I get the most pay from. And that's where I get the best experience out of, too. It just feels more complete. And she's like, that's, that's interesting. So once we kind of came to that conclusion, like, maybe this is possible. Maybe we could make this work. Um, the, next, the next question was, how? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. And so that's really where Brittany kind of stepped in. Because um, like a lot of creatives, um, my head is always involved into just big dreams, you know, pursuing, you know, just crazy ideas. And so Brittany as well, but, you know, she is a woman and a smart one. So she was like, well, we need to get a tax filing. We need to become a business. We need to get a fictitious All name filled out. Right. Type and, and, A and, type thing. Yeah. That's and like, me. And taxes. And I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Stress you out. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Gets, he gets stressed out when we talk about taxes, that's for sure. Oh, my God. That's a whole other conversation. Who <laughs> Death and taxes, right? Yeah. Um, so, Jesus, death and taxes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus, food, alcohol, death and taxes. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. That, like, that got sacrilegious really quickly. Um, so, anyways, yeah. Um, we started, you know, putting our heads together and got the ball rolling. And then her mom was a huge um, help to our business because she she's a VP of Bloomin' Brands here in Tampa, and um, she handles a lot of social media and, and just media in general and advertising. So she helped us with our logo um, as far as you know design and, and opinion and direction and look, and and helped us. Um, with taxes and all the legal things that we really weren't sure about. She was like, this is, this is what needs to be done. And so we were just trying to knock things out one by one. And um, man, that was such a nerve wracking point of our lives, but. We finally got everything together. We started in November of 2012. That was our first month as being a legal business. Mm-hmm. Had yep. you gotten married at this point or were you no. just, you were still single? And that's another situation. People, People told us that we were stupid. They're Day like, you night. should never do that. Like, this is a terrible idea. Really? You should, because you, you never know what could happen. What if you break up and then your business? What are you going to do? Like, so many questions and so much pushback on that. And uh, we just decided that, you know, we knew where we were at and we were serious. And this is what we wanted to do. So yeah. we and just <laughs> went for it and didn't listen to anybody. And I, and I, hate, playing, awesome. I hate playing the what-if game. People. Yeah, I don't like... Yeah. Like, I mean, what if... I was like, I don't care about what if. Like, I, I want to make things happen. Like, I want to just yeah. pursue it and go for it. 
And I mean, it's fine that people ask what if. There's a time and place for those questions. But when, when you're questioning, when, when we felt, I got, I took it personal at that time. Um, and I was like, why do you mean question my relationship? Like, that's not, who are you? You don't know anything about us, yeah. you know? And it really didn't matter because two months later, in January of 2013, yep. he proposed. So yeah. that's the level we were at. And we knew we were. And maybe other people just didn't. Yeah. So, it's amazing to me how many people uh, just offer their unsolicited advice. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's like Natalie Haney from Bell Floor. Yep. And I, she was on the, the second episode of the podcast. And one of the things she brought up was unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. you know, about same kind of thing. Her starting her own company and her relationship advice. Yep. It's such a fascinating thing to me. That people, but it's always negative. I feel like every time you get unsolicited advice, it's always, no, you shouldn't do that. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, I get it. We were young. We didn't really know much about starting a business. And um, we hadn't really been together, I mean, less than a year. We had been dating. Oh, wow. So okay. we, we moved pretty fast, I guess you could say. But yeah. we were confident. So, um, and we... I don't know. We just did it anyway. We just, but you're right. People just, they were so negative in the beginning. I think that's not to get regional about it, but I think that's a very East coast mentality. Like even for like starting from New York down, (laughs) if people's going to give you feedback, they're going to give you negative feedback. Yeah. You know? And then like, which is, which is different from like California and people I've met, like photographers and things like that. If you pitch an idea, someone like, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. I think you guys should go for it. And that's not a California accent, by any means. <laughs> but they have that kind of go for it attitude. And New York's like, you want to, you want to, what? No, shut up, go home, kick rocks. Like that's kind of that attitude. Yes. Yeah. What do you think that is? I, I think that um, people here in Florida, and I, maybe I shouldn't even say that. That's kind of generalizing it. But th- there's a kind of negative outlook on a lot of things here, just because of. You know, maybe maybe the state in its financial positions, which I don't even want to get into, but you know, it, it can be kind of hard to find a job here in Florida. So I guess everyone who is offering unsolicited advice was trying to look out for us, and, they, and I'm sure they had positive intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, and and I guess it worked out in the end because it really did push us even further to, you know, I hate to. We're I like, hate, we're gonna prove them wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which really proved, you know, motivation to pursue your dreams shouldn't be just to prove people wrong. It really should be to fulfill your dreams. Yeah. But it it certainly helped. Like, we certainly did want to, you know, prove people wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, that's an interesting thought. I I mean, I wonder if, uh, I kind of feel like sometimes that's necessary, though. Yeah. Because it does push you. At least if you have the personality that you're going to start whatever it is that you're going to start. Yeah. I almost feel like you have to have someone tell you no you can't do it or you shouldn't do it right because if you have that personality the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial personality or whatever it is there has to be some kind of competition yeah within you yeah. to go and no F you I'm gonna do this yeah, yeah well I think a lot of it I mean when it comes to very creative people they do a lot of dreaming and not necessarily think about the logistics but with us I'm a very type A person, so when Thank he God. when he thinks of something or a dream, he's like, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, how are we going to accomplish that? So I was definitely yeah. a, a lot of the grounding part, just like he was talking about with like the business license and things like that. So I feel like I helped in that aspect. So yeah. we could dream a lot, but at the same point, I was like, okay, let's be realistic for one second and do this, this, and this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then the other part of that too that <clears throat> arises is problems occur, and so 
I consider myself a, a pretty good problem solver. So anytime I've had a dream and then Brittany starts to come back at me with logistics and how can we do this, what, you know, what do we need to do, what steps do we need to take, when do we do it, then you know, that's when we start to go back and forth. And then within that even, it's like when you're, for example, when we're planning a shoot and we want to have like smoke bombs going off and strobe lighting, then that comes back to me on problem solving, like how are you going to power those things? And I'm like, well, figure it out, you know? Yeah. And that's that resonates throughout our whole business approach, you know, because during For weddings, sure. anything could happen. Yeah. yeah. So I am usually the one problem solving things. And if a piece of our gear goes down, what do we do? And what's the quickest way to get around it so we can keep shooting or make sure the bride and groom don't notice and feel comfortable and confident in us? <coughs> so I think a huge help in like the problem solving and the customer service and dealing with people. Um, we both work for Apple and I were actually worked for Apple for three years and Leo worked for a year and they are huge on customer service and they are huge yeah. on making your own decisions and pretty much everyone acts as like their own manager because we have so much that we could do and because there's so much going on, they basically want you to make all your own decisions and want you to handle everything yourself. So right. okay. if someone were to come in complaining, you wouldn't just be like, okay, let me get the manager. You would basically be the manager and yeah, try to handle situations. Yeah. And when people came in with problems, instead of just being like, let me get you a technician, like they would, they would want you to try and, you know, solve it as best you could yep. on your own. Yeah. And we, we were trained in like really high level of customer service. So I think that that was a huge <clears throat> help in dealing with, we deal with so many people yeah. and we deal with so many situations and it may be different because it's not about Apple, but it's still, you know, the root. It helped a lot. Yeah. A lot. still applies. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a great philosophy because uh, I was, I actually earlier today was meeting with a guy just before I came to meet you guys uh, and we were talking about his business that he started and all that. And one of the books that I love that I always, that I always recommend to people when they start something is a guy named Guy Kawasaki who started with Apple. He's one of the original Apple evangelists, and uh, <laughs> which is what they call themselves, mm -hmm. Apple evangelists. Yeah, uh, they already have such a bad name as like a cult, quote unquote. <laughs> Apple oh, yeah. cult. cult. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but he wrote this book called The Art of the Start, okay. and he talks about one of, one of his things in there is uh, is an Apple philosophy of don't try to perfect everything before you before you do it. Just yeah. you know, if you have a product, don't try to perfect the product and work out all the bugs. Just put the product out and work and work out the bugs as yeah. you go along. Because if you wait and just try to perfect and fix, like here's all the pieces that are in place and it's perfect, mm -hmm. you'll never yeah, you'll never, never put it out yeah. because there's always something that will go wrong. Yeah. And that's why they put out software, and then there's like version 9.1, 9.2, right. 9.3. Yeah. I know, when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes, yeah. That's why the iPhone didn't work when I first got it. Yeah, or, exactly. You know. exactly. But, that, but going, bouncing off of that point is receiving that feedback and being receptive and open to it <clears throat> is a huge, it's a huge coup to, to people who can do that. Because mm -hmm. um, as photographers, we, had to, we have to get feedback all the time from our clients and couples, and be it good or bad we have to learn how to make it work in our favor. Yeah. You know, so if we had a, a couple that says, oh, I love this shoot. You know, we had so much fun with you guys. Um, we had a great time. We definitely want to keep working with you. They're like, perfect. You know, we, Brittany and I, on the way home, we talked about what, what worked out really well in that shoot. 
and then what we felt personally, even though they might, they might not have anything negative and constructive to say, um, we still try to figure out, okay, what could we do better, either on a level of communication, on a level of camera choice and lens choice, or location and lighting, um, taking that feedback and, and reviewing it is a huge part of also what we do. Because without it, you just become arrogant and ignorant and you make mistakes and then people don't like you anymore. Yeah. No, photographers and, and videographers <laughs> being arrogant. <laughs> right? That never happens. Oh my god. Never encountered that. <laughs> no, that's that's good though. Yeah, that's that's awesome. What's great and I love about you guys is that you uh, you know your personalities and you under you like you've defined your roles for each other and what yeah. um you know, you're not trying to you're not trying to tell her, no, no, that's not how the that's not how the business stuff goes, it's should be done like this. Yeah. Like you're you're smart enough, go, yeah, I have no idea. You great, go for it. Yeah. You yeah. tell me. Part of that is being married and part of that is just being business partners. <laughs> yeah. Our our his strengths um, you know, complement my strengths and weaknesses and they complement each other, so it definitely works out for the best. We'd see things completely differently, but yeah. somehow it it works. Especially yeah. when we're shooting, like, I love that. Um, yeah, it's we've we've got it down to a science where it, this may be too technical, but Leo loves to shoot things like wide and see like the full scene and see like see when you're looking at a wedding like full ceremony like everything. And I am right. more tunnel vision, more detail oriented. So I a lot of times will shoot like super super zoomed in or super tight mm -hmm. so that I can get like the tiny little details of you know, colors or reactions or just like someone wiping a tear, things like that. So when you look at an album, it it works because it'll be so many different types of shots and it'll be a lot of overall and there'll be a lot of really close-ups and it fits. It fits really nicely and we figured that out almost down to like a science now because we've done, you know, probably over a hundred weddings now together. So wow. we, we have it down to a system to where we know, you know, who's going to do what and when you have to say, hey, can you go get this really quick? I know he's probably already done it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting about you guys, too, that because I didn't know this, that you started before you were married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we met with, a, with an accountant early on, and uh -huh. we're talking like maybe a week or two after we became a business and got our, our legal name and tax ID number, all that bull crap. But <laughs> yeah. So we met with all that him. stuff that you hate. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff that I abhor. Um, he was, we were meeting with him and, and, um, he, he asked us, Hey, Hey, do you guys have, um, I don't even remember the legal term for it. it it's basically this thing where it, it states, should the company break up or dissolve? Mm-hmm. What equipment and 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 percentage of the business? What percentage goes to of the who? business goes okay. to? Who, yeah, right. Um, and it's like a partnership form. I'm not really sure the legal thing, but we both have to like fill out what we came in with and what percentage oh, we wow. give each other and our titles and like sign the bottom. And he wanted us to do that. I'm like, and we were like, no. I, I, he's, he's like, but what? Wow. what he's like, what if you guys do break up? And I'm like, I don't. I understand. I understand this this step is legally necessary but I hate it like, I don't want yeah. to put that in our heads because it never has been he never wanted right. it to be an option is yeah. basically. so he yeah. felt like signing it meant that we had the option to get out almost like you're giving yourself permission yeah. to, to break up yeah. yeah and I'm like I don't want to do that but and, and thank you know, that's not ever our goal hell or high water um, sticking with each other mm -hmm. 
You're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it was all your point. I, I see what happened here. I see how it went. You went, I'm going to lock her down from a yeah. business standpoint. Yep. So that we have to, she'll oh, have to man. marry you. Right? right. She has no option. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, sadly, sadly though, we have seen married couples <clears throat> in this industry that have divorced and have yeah. had to split their business. Um, and man, that wreaks so much <clears throat> havoc on... The, the clients and the couples that they work with. Yeah. Um, one point being, like, my cousin hired a certain photographer that I'm not going to name, obviously, but she hired her, and um, his, his, her husband did video, and the wife did photography, mm-hmm. and they have, like, a four-person, five-person team on the day of on my cousin's wedding. Um, and then... That's a big team. Yeah. yeah. And it's not cheap. Yeah, no, I think she paid, like, eight grand or something, like, wow. three yeah. years ago. Um, well, later, like after, shortly after her wedding, I guess they divorced that that photographer couple, and mm-hmm. then like my cousin, still three years later, I think just now got the DVD quote unquote oh, raw footage of her oh. ceremony. Yeah. Not even the finished product, just no. the raw footage. He yeah. just gave her like twenty D- old school like DVDs no. of all the sh- things he shot. I was like, here, sorry, you we're divorced. We don't do this anymore. And it's not even like oh. in a normal format. Like you can't just put in your DVD player in your computer. Play it's it. like you have to convert it or something. It was it's, weird. Yeah, I'm like wow. that's that's sad. Yeah. It was sad. It's not even like yeah, absolutely. And it's I mean the the divorce part is very sad, but. Man, on top of that, that's just and that's terribly just unethical business-wise. Yeah. You, yeah, I yeah. can only imagine what they did to the rest of them. So, yeah. Especially the weddings that they had booked. Like, when you think about it like that, I, I don't know. I can't imagine. So, that, yeah, that's But I, I that's see it from, from both sides. Like, I, I don't ever want to imagine mm-hmm. us being in that situation, but um, that sucks. Like, yeah. for both yeah. parties. Both the client and the photographers. So... God bless them. Wow, that's uh, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, so my mom just pulled up in the driveway. She's came, she just came in town for oh, for the weekend. Um, so to all of you listening, you'll probably hear my mom come in for a second. And, uh, Is she nice? Is she like mean? Like she's I'm just kidding. worse. No, no, she's awesome. You'll love her. Um, so there's the noise. I was about to try to text her to say, "Hey, we're recording a podcast," but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, mom. We're recording a podcast, so you're on. You're on the microphone. <laughs> Oops, she okay. cussed. I heard you her cuss. Hi. I'm just kidding. Hi. <laughs> I can't believe you dropped the f bomb <laughs> right out of the gate. Oh, now she's flicking us off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Leo. I'm Brittany. Hi. This is my mom. Hi. Nice to doing meet well, you. Doing well. yeah. Don't make any noise, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you <can> levitate. That. <laughs> Uh, anyway, man, that's crazy. So, uh, when you guys, so you start your business mm-hmm. together. Yep. Uh, did you already know? Like, did you know going in, I'm gonna marry this person. I'm a guy, so no. Oh, wow, like okay. at the time we started our business, yes. Pretty but good. before that, no. Okay, no. That's what I mean. Like okay. by the time you were like, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm okay. Yeah. To, I'm willing to start a business with you for sure. Yeah. I mean, like oh, a yeah. at that point, later. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was ready. He took a little while. I knew on our first date. Listen, he took a little while. <laughs> I knew on our first date. I was like, I'm totally going to marry this boy. I knew it. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I acted all immature for a few months. <laughs> yeah. I own it. I was, okay. yeah, stupid, stupid. But You guys are Joel Davis, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
he was on that being on the first episode between time we talked about Amy his wife a lot Love a lot Amy. of the time mm-hmm. and he was saying that you know I didn't realize this but they were together for like four and a half years before he proposed but he knew kind of right out of the gate that he was going to marry her and he was like but it took me it took me four years to convince myself kind of thing. <laughs> and I said oh, I know that's like he goes yeah we're not as good as we think we are kind of like, yeah that's we a actually good just yeah. finished uh, working on a video with. Um, Amy for Be Home Base. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So, podcast world, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just did one for us, too, for yeah. current. We love um, being able to give back when we have time. We're, we're so crazy with weddings, but that's something that we love to do is giving our time to something that we, you know, believe in and being able to give back in with our talents, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't want to get too crazy spiritual. Um, Brittany and I both Why? grew up in. Why not? In, um, yeah, so we both grew up in the Church of God, which is a Pentecostal church. And so, if nobody knows what that is, um, that's the kind of church where people hold rattlesnakes and no, if they get bit by one. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 it's not. Not really. Not no, not really. But they just you know, don't believe in music. <laughs> no, they believe in music. They believe in a lot of it, as well as running, jumping, and screaming during yeah. praise and worship, right, right. and yeah. speaking yeah. in tongues. No limits. So yeah, so we grew up in that. Both um, of our dads are pastors, so we we're both actually ooh. pastors' kids too. So yeah. we had that I didn't in know common. That. Yeah. So not only were we both raised Church of God, but we were both pastors' kids. Yeah. Got it. Which led for an interesting upbringing, which yeah. I, I I don't apologize for that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people say that they're like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "We're 25." Like, oh, you guys act way older than your age. And I'm like, well, thank you. I think there's a compliment because yeah. a lot of 25-year-olds our age aren't doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Still in school or just getting out of college and still partying it up and, you know, just kind of not doing wise things. Yeah, we were 22, I mean, when we had this yeah. idea. So wow. um, being a pastor's kid, you really have to grow up fast because <laughs> there's so – you really – you don't choose that lifestyle. You're born into it. And so when you – when you're put in those situations that people they think of you highly and they yeah. expect more and yeah. when you're just a kid and you learn very quickly that you know you there's, have to yeah, kind of there's grow a lot up of quick. weight on you because if you do you something, a lot of unrealistic expectations yeah. oh, yeah. if, if you yeah. do Before something you're even wrong born, honestly yeah like, like if you say shit or damn you know when people know you're a pastor's kid like they go to your parent and they're like so disappointed that yeah. a pastor failed his child and teaching them not to say curse uh. words and I'm like, but those are my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like a higher expectation when people know that you're a pastor's kid. Yeah. So um, honestly, we don't really tell a lot of people. I mean, I don't tell a lot of people unless they know me. No, but um, where I was going with that was we, we were brought up in the faith. So so we, you know, we, we still pray. Like Brittany and I, you know, go to church when, when we have a Sunday off or, or, you know, a small group that we can go attend to. And it's never like the same place because we're, we're our, our schedule is changing every week. Um, so whenever we can, we'll go and partake in some kind of community where you know service is happening. But outside of that, um, we when we started Rad Red, going back to that, um, we we didn't have a whole lot of money to be honest, and and we we made a list of kind of the essential gear like you know that we need to get going yeah and when we made that first list it was like an amount of somewhere north of two thousand dollars which honestly looking back now to us it doesn't sound like that much but back then that was like a camera some lenses tripods a microphone 
Um, and the cheap kind, not but, even like the high end, like yeah, the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah, okay. just just so we would have enough to add production value to the stuff that we were doing. Right. Because um, we didn't want to go into a shoot um, or a session and then fall flat on our face and and give the client this false feeling of confidence. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, do they do they know what they're doing? Where's all the equipment? <laughs> here? Yeah. Um, so we made a list, and it was like upwards of two grand, and. Brittany and I looked at each other and we're like, I'm like, do you have this kind of money? She's like, nope. I'm like, I don't either. And so I was like, well, let's just, let's just pray on this. Like, this is going to sound crazy, Pentecostal Church of God, yeah, but right. like, let's just pray over this list and, and, um, you know, have faith in God that, you know, whatever, whatever he's willing to provide us with it at this time, like, that's what we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't pray like a crazy prayer, like no. let just fall out of the sky or money just come give us from. a camera, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. let no. a bum walk out a to lot. us in the street and hand us. <laughs> right? No, a lot of our that. prayer was just like, hey, bring us jobs that we could do with what we have, so that we yeah. could instead of turn around and getting paid, but turn around and just get more equipment. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so it, like, give us as much as we can at our level that we can handle. But we don't want to get paid much. We just want to get paid enough to where we can buy this or buy that. And then the other part of that prayer too was, um, you know, we we told we you know we were praying we're like, hey God, you know that we you gave us these talents and we know that these talents aren't ours. They're given to us by you, yeah. and we believe that and we claim that. And so we want to honor um, the talents that you've given us, and we believe that you've given us. And so you know, just put us in a place where we can do work and and honor those talents that you've given us and. And, you know, just put it to good use instead of not using them, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase. I'm just paraphrasing. Um, and then our, our ideology, too, was that in our spare time and when we can, we would love to give back to churches and, and nonprofits that don't have a means to to pay for that expensive production of a video or, or a photo session. And um, right now, a giant caterpillar tractor is driving by the window. Man, so there is so oh, much John, construction. It's a John Deere. It's a John Deere. Deere. <laughs> There's so much construction going on in in this neighborhood. It's so annoying. Can't. How do I don't. You, every morning, I don't know what what street is open when I'm trying to leave my neighborhood, or what street is <laughs> That's closed. Terrible. It's like Pac-Man. You just never yeah. know which route to take. Right. Exactly. Before traffic catches up to you. I'll try this one. <laughs> oh no, no, there's a big tractor there. Um, But getting back to what I was saying, um, yeah, we prayed over that, and that was our prayer. And so... Surprisingly, it happened pretty fast. I think... I think... think, Two months or something like that. Yeah, two or three. And then we got everything that we needed to, you know, Everything off that list. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, oh my God, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, we were so... I don't want to say surprised, because we did walk into it with faith, but we were so grateful and humbled that, you know, we felt that our prayer was heard and... And then we walked out in faith. Um, and so, I mean, we still do this. You know it. I mean, we, we help your, you know, Laundry of Love project whenever we can. Yeah. Um, even though it took us some time to finally get it done. Yeah. But, right. but we do that thing. And, um, and we love those projects, I think, are some of our favorites because mm-hmm. we go in and we get to see something new every time. Yeah. And we get to hear and see some incredible stories and people and yeah. meet people. We also have a huge heart for kids, and um, so we work with a company called Adore of Hope, and okay. be home base for like um, foster kids, and yeah, and we we try and make videos for them so they can get more families to, to foster. And yeah, especially with be home base, I love that they go for teens because that's such a struggle in this area for mm-hmm. teens because nobody wants them, and 
we've heard some crazy stories. So yeah. um, we love giving back to, to that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm hope, I'm going to um, do a podcast with Amy. On Be Home Base? Yeah, on Be Home Base. It's yeah. great. It's a great program. We're super excited to yeah, be able to help them. Yeah, they're doing... They're doing cool stuff. They're really good stuff. And, uh, and yeah, foster foster uh, stuff, just adoption and all that has been uh, important to me for a long time, too. My, my mom, who you just started on, the, she was adopted. My aunt and uncle were adopted. Oh, wow. Um, and so I've seen, the, I've seen the good side of that. Mm-hmm. I've also seen the negative side of people being in the, uh, in the foster system. care system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's great. I mean, the more positive things that can come from that the better yeah. for sure so that's awesome do you think it's important to use uh, I mean I, I mean, I feel like you do but do you think it's important for everyone to find beyond just this is our business and I'm using my, my talents and ability for my business to make money do you think it's important for people to figure out a purpose beyond that for what their what their abilities can do yeah and I think I can relate to that question um, see if I can explain this without <clears throat> sounding well, I'll put it this way. We've been doing this for three years now. There are moments where I'm sitting behind a computer for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day editing, and sometimes even more. Brittany as well, but Brittany's a beast, so she, she can, like, finish her projects quickly <laughs> and excellently in short short amount of time yeah. than I can. Um She's she's a freaking. She nature. definitely responded to me faster than you ever did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's, you don't want to talk to him about anything. He won't answer anyone's yeah. text messages. I just get like I'll pick my phone up. And I'll look at the text message. Like oh no, I, okay, I need to reply to that person. Nope. I know what I need to say. Absolutely. And I'll put my phone down. And I'll totally forget about it till yep. later. I do it all the time too. Yeah, I know you do. So <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I don't take it personal because right. I do the same thing. It's not fair. For me to take it personal, but um, getting back to it, yeah, there's times where I just get caught up in a in a just like this bland phase where I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of editing and 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 burn out for a moment, you know. Yeah. And at those times, I could either cry and pound my fist like a petulant child, right. or um, I can take a break, take a walk, clear my head out, and um, just kind of reposition my perspective because. I'm, you know, I'm a part of something with my wife that not many people get to do, and I'm also chasing a dream that not many people are, have the opportunity to chase their dreams, either because of situations in life or, or just by choice. You know, they'd rather settle for something else. But um, you know, I have to reposition and realign my thinking, and I have to, and I feel convicted by that all the time. You know, because it's not easy sitting behind a computer editing constantly to yeah. make to make deadlines and to make sure clients are happy, but. That's part of the job, and so um, it also helps when because we, we do about fifty weddings a year. So it helps when we've done like four weddings to be able to take a break and do something that we feel is encouraging to us as well. Yeah. Not that weddings aren't because weddings are fun. It can just get a little monotonous when you do fifty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, to be able to do something that we consider almost like personal work, I, I wouldn't say monotonous. <laughs> I, I would just say exhausted, and yeah. only for the reason because it's not because we're working with bride and grooms, but it's it's we're working with the venue, um, we're working with caterers, we're working with other professionals, DJs. We're talking to parents constantly. We're dealing with family members, and the full spectrum of emotions on that wedding day. Right. So it gets exhausting, mm-hmm. and you do have to take a break. Yeah. Um, so, away from that. Yeah. So to be able to stop editing and, and edit on something that's a little bit more. 
like personal, mm -hmm. um, it definitely helps for sure. Yeah. So sometimes I'll, we'll just I'll think of some crazy ideas and, and and get with friends and be like, hey, let's take some pictures. And you're like, how much is it going to cost? And it's like, oh, it's free. I have some crazy ideas. I just want you to be a part of them. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, cool. So at the, at that kind of time, it's kind of just like a uh, how do I say it? It just relieves some some of that pressure, that outside pressure, yeah. and and just do things for myself. Yeah. And not have anybody else's expectations to meet. That's, mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to put it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's, because what you guys do is an art form. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the hardest part of art, because especially, because like weddings would be essentially the, the uh, equivalent to a commissioned piece that someone has. And so you're, you're living by their uh, expectations and standards, oh, yeah. and it may not be what you want to do. And like, I, you enjoy doing it, but it may not be like, ah, oh, I'm so excited about doing this yeah. thing that you want done. Yeah. At first, that was a huge, um, you know, speed bump in the road because we were kind of just throwing out low price ranges for people so we can get experience. And so we did have to meet a lot of other people's <laughs> expectations. Yeah. Um, now we feel like we're finally settling into a place where we've kind of defined our look as a brand and as a yeah. company photographically by our editing and by, you know, composition, colors, colors and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so now when people come to us, they've seen enough work, they've seen our body of work and they're like, okay, I want that style of photography. Yeah, they come so, to us specifically for us now. So it's now, not so, that we they come to us because we're cheaper, because they can't afford somebody else, right. but then they want us to do something we can't so do. It's less of a battle mm -hmm. to to meet their expectations now. Now the other challenge is like I said, dealing with family members because the bride and groom are on board with what we want to do. Right. Um, but we still, for, for the rest of the family who, and I, and I disagree, like I feel like family, if, if the bride and groom picked out their photographer, just let them be happy and like get yeah. the photos they want to have. Yeah. But we always find, uh, Brittany and I find a balance between super creative photos that we could be making for, you know, that fit our style mm -hmm. or or just a balanced photo of like what you would consider like a standard normal wedding photo, like the bride and groom looking at the camera while hugging each other. Like, right. like we call that the mom and dad portrait. The, that's the photo that mom and dad want to yeah. hang up in their in their living room. The uh, I don't really have a name for it, but it, I, that to me is the photo. Like if I go to the store and buy a frame, that's yeah. the one you that's see. the oh, photo yeah. that's stock frame, stock, like photos, a stock yeah. frame photo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we call it the mom and dad, or like the Facebook picture, because normally if you're like get together, yeah. post a picture on Facebook, <laughs> that's another the example of that. Pose. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's so funny, because I, I do the hundreds of weddings that I've done mm -hmm. as the officiant for the wedding, which you're amazing at. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's fun. Officiant. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. We've, we've met some pretty weird people. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. 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 I've met some of them too. There, there's this one priest, and I'll just, I'll let you talk about this, I promise. <laughs> I had to do this. Um, whenever he officiates, he's like, let's see if I can do it. We are here together because uh, Brian and, and Ashley are here in the chapel, and we're so happy you're here. And like, he'll like, do that uh, the entire time. The entire oh, time. I almost like want to cough for him, like, yeah. you know what I mean? He sounds like he's between crying and between holding back a cough. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh or, or like enchant, like enchanting some ancient Roman. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, weird. Man, that's so funny. I, you know, before I make my statement, I, there's something funny to me. But I see other people that people hire to do their weddings, mm -hmm. and I think 
I mean, you don't have to hire me, but don't hire that guy or that person. <laughs> yeah. I, like, man, like, what would, what, man, yeah. why? I just, I'm curious, what made you go with that choice? Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. I, think the same <laughs> I think the same thing. I still get it. But one of the, so going back to that idea, that, so I tell couples all the time when I meet with them that, listen, it's your wedding. It's not your parents' wedding. It's right. not mm-hmm. your sister's wedding. It's not whoever's. There's always one person in the family that's going to give you their opinion unsolicited, uh-huh. and they're going to want you to do their idea. And always. I always say, listen, it's your wedding. It's more important that, that you have the wedding that you love and that mm-hmm. you are proud of. And because if, that, if, if they love you, they're going to be at the wedding either way. They might yeah. be mad, but yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they love you, and it's your wedding. And it, so I always start weddings. If I have to run the rehearsal, I always I always start out with, uh, "Listen, it's your, uh, you know, the, you know, Leo, Brittany, it's their it's their wedding. Here's let me set some ground rules. One, uh, your opinion doesn't matter. Right. If you have an opinion, keep your mouth shut. I don't care because it's not your wedding. Yeah, you've either had your wedding or you will have your wedding." One day, or and, you'll end up with forty cats in a well, yeah, that too. Apartment. Exactly. So, uh, but it's yeah. It's so it's so that's just so. It's a funny thing to me. Like weddings are so are so interesting. I love what you said earlier too. Re- repositioning your perspective. Yeah. Uh, Expectations only. are very important. Yeah. Very important. If someone knows, like, hey, this is what you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier in the end. If we don't, if we don't say like, this is what's gonna happen. This is the final product. Then there can be some gray area, and that's when you have you know struggles. Yeah. And honestly, that's another thing that we learned from Apple. Apple is huge on realigning people and setting the correct expectations so that they don't get upset. Yeah. But yeah, that's but so smart. Like you're saying, oftentimes we have to also as, as creatives realign our perspective on what we're doing. Yeah. Whenever we get you know tired or or exhausted at a certain right. point. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that way when? You're doing what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all the time. It's human. Um, I feel like it's human. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. I think, yeah, I think everyone goes through that. I think that's why there's so much burnout in our, in yeah. our culture. I'm reading a lot of books, especially, you know, just about business and stuff like that. And it's, I'm kind of fascinated right now with, there's a lot of business ideology that's turning towards, or turning away from the, the overworked, the more you work, the more important you are to the company kind of thing. And there's right. a lot of mentality turning towards like maybe the person that's working 80 hours a week, it just isn't good at their job that they can't get it done in 40 hours yeah. or the 30 hours. And you have a lot of companies that are going to like four-day work weeks rather than five-day work weeks yep. because they see the value in their employees being able to have that time away and repossess you know, as you said, reposition their perspective. And also, if you have less time that you have to work in, you start chunking things that aren't as important. Mm-hmm. And you start going, yeah. like, you start refining, okay, these are the things that are most important that I've got to get done in these four days. Yeah. And everything else is not, you know, it kind of squeezes out the excess. I, yeah. I think one, I worked at Buddy Brew for like a three month period and then some weird stuff happened so I don't work there anymore. Okay. And, it, and not by, like I don't know if I was fired or if I just quit. Like I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, um, but in, in any, anyways, um, so we're pretty, pretty close to Josh Bonanno and his wife. Like, yeah. In terms of like, we love them and, and we've done photos for their family. They're great people. Um, but one time Josh said to me, let me, let me rephrase this. 
So he was like, Leo, I need you to take out the trash. And I was like, oh, God, that's such a scrub job. I thought you knew me. Why would you have me do this? Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, you just got to get it done, man. Like, we got to, you got to, let's go, because we got other things we got to do. We're running a cafe. And so I was like, oh, all right, all right, let's do this. So I start, there's like this giant garbage bag filled with coffee grounds. And who knew coffee grounds could be so heavy? It's like coffee yeah. grounds and like just trash. And so it's this giant bag, and it's normally a two person job. Just so nobody hurts themselves. So I was like, I just, I was like, whatever. I'm gonna muscle this, and so I like wrap it up, and I and I pick it up while squatting, and so I like squatting all the way out the door, and then like I'm looking back, and Josh is just standing in the doorway looking at me. Go to the dumpster, toss it over the dumpster, and I walk back, and I'm feeling like so macho, and like yeah, I just did that. That's a two person job, <laughs> and so Josh is like, why did you do that? And I was like, cause I cause I could. He's like, you could have hurt yourself, and I was like. But I didn't hurt myself. He said, Leo, just keep this in mind. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, mind blown. <laughs> yeah. So so it, 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 that's such a, like, asinine story. But the point of it, for some reason, made, like, a huge impact in, in how we do things yeah. as well. Because um, whenever we shoot a wedding, we always try to work smarter. We try to be time efficient. Because... Um, we're always under a time crunch on a wedding day. Right. Very rare times have we had like downtime during the wedding to kind of catch our breath and, and, and like take a break and just relax for a second. But most times we have to work really smart and efficiently or else we miss something or, yeah. or fall behind. And then we don't want to be the reason why everyone's late. We never want to be. And we haven't been so far, I don't think. But um, yeah, work harder, not smarter. Yeah. I mean, work smarter, not harder. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. I I love that you use that phrase, reposition your perspective, because especially what you do, your photographers, your videographers, your entire job is capturing the right perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, for that photo, for that video. So, and there's a lot of yeah. I mean, you have to. I just I love to watch photographers work at. I got weddings. I, I've worked with a ton of them, so I always love to watch how they work and. Like it's it's interesting to me the choices that they make of their position of where what they're going to shoot where they're going to shoot from, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Uh, because yeah, you're right. I, I guess what you're looking at at the time will define a lot about what you're what you're capturing. Yeah. So. And then the light's completely different from every <clears throat> angle. That's another thing you have to think about uh, yeah. that most people don't think about. But when you look through that camera, if it could be completely different, just 45 degrees this way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so smart. So let me ask you um, something I'm curious about. Your name is a very unique name for business. <laughs> yeah. Rad Red Creative. We get that all the time. So, oh, but the one I want you to explain it more. But the thing that I love on your website is that yeah, he's rad, she's red because you have red hair. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty simple story. We both knew going into this that we didn't want it to be. <laughs> Leo and Brittany photography. Yeah, you know, like and, the typical. And, and typical yeah. We don't want to knock anybody who does have their photography company named after themselves. Yeah. We just wanted to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, what what can we do? Like, I don't know what the heck to call this. The creative definitely came first because we wanted to be photo video. We wanted to be more than just weddings. We wanted to be you know, a, a creative collective of the two of us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. after we found creative, then we said, how do we show both of us? Cause once again, we weren't married. So we couldn't say like, mm. we couldn't have anything to do with either one of our last names in case we did get married or whatever. Yeah. Cause then, yeah, we you should just it. came right out with 
Trevino photography. Just like put it right. <laughs> I don't feel like that. Listen, I know we're not married, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, we would have gotten more hate than we're gonna yeah. So we just we wanted to find adjectives that described him and adjectives that described me. Okay. But were creative and flowed together. Yeah. So obviously one of the most impressionable things about Brittany physically is going to be her red hair. Yeah. Because red hair is pretty yeah. noticeable from a distance. Sure. Um, and I don't at all want to come off as arrogant, but people have always said to me because I always had a mustache. If I didn't have a mustache, I've, I've had a beard. If I didn't have just a beard, I'd have both, yeah, obviously. Epic beard. But people are like, dude, that mustache is so rad, man. And yeah. at the time, I would hear that randomly. Like, in, we're walking through the mall, yeah. or we're going out to dinner somewhere. Yeah. It was weird. Like, I still don't know how to respond when someone's like, love that beard, bro. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just try to seem nice about it, because I really don't yeah. know what to, like, high five? I don't know. I mean, that's what I thought when I first met you. You just had the, but I think you just had the mustache at the time. I probably. You, you, said, you had the so, handlebars. So, the handlebars, yeah. Then we just came up with Rad Red Creative. Um, it stuck. Yeah, and it stuck, yeah. and I think it worked out really well. Mm -hmm. I dig it. And it's it, very catchy. And it keeps yeah, us open, sure. it keeps us open to... You know, new additions into our business. You know, like what if, what if somewhere down the line in our business we decide that we're in a place where we want to add like a um, a graphic designer or something like that. Yeah, we're yeah. not there yet, and we don't see that happening for a while. But it, it still enables us to be open to that. Yeah, the creative part. You pigeonhole yourself into right. photography, right? For weddings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we uh, can definitely smart. broaden what, what we want to do for sure. Yeah, which we are kind of right now. So. Cool. That's really cool. Um, one thing I'm curious about, curious about too, um, is because you are married, you work together, you're basically around each other all the time. 24-7. I knew it was going there. Yeah. That's I'm our like, number one question. Is it really? Not like, okay. what do How you do, you do because you're together 24-7? Yeah. Because, all right. So, before you answer, because okay. there's, I mean, a lot of people would think, or at least I've heard a lot of times, and I kind of have this mentality too, like, man, I just don't want to be around that person. Like, yeah, I want to be married and I love you, but... I, I, just, I need you to not be in the same building with me every once in a while. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't want to be around you all the time. Yeah, and that's totally normal. Um, this may sound super cheesy, but he's my best friend. So we talk yeah. about, you know, everything, obviously. So sure. um, we work really well together, and, yeah, we are married. But, I mean, we're totally human, too. So there are times when we just have, like, us time. And that may just yeah. be me going upstairs and sure. doing my thing, and he can go and sit on the sofa whatever we just have like an hour or two well, where yeah. we do whatever we want sometimes it's for me I'm just like I'm gonna go to Target and get my stress out and walk around you know yeah. whatever it may be like, she gets we just... her stressed out by spending money which stresses <laughs> me out <laughs> <laughs> we, we just have to know like that we love each other but every yeah. once in a while I just need an hour just for yeah. me an hour whatever I, right. yeah so, so sitting on the couch I've realized that I'm I'm gaining weight you know so I'm like okay. time to go hit the soccer field up for a little bit and do some running and, yeah. and some Drills, so that helps. Hold on. That might be the first time in my life I've ever heard someone refer to getting out and working out put in the context of soccer. Oh, he loves soccer, dude. He's quite obsessed. Yeah, but that's I'm, cool. I want to talk about that. Okay, I'm gonna come back to that. All right, he but, just will um, go and run and play with a soccer ball. Like a, yeah, try and shoot goals or whatever. You obviously did not grow up in America because no one plays soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no one in America says, I'm gonna go play some soccer. Not normally. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, um, I. What are your fights like? That's what I, that's what I'm curious about. Like, I'll I'll probably describe it like from when we first got together mm -hmm. um, compared to now. Okay, here it is. 
It's exactly the same. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. He's laughing. He was just drinking water. He was spilling all over. I was drinking my tea of the kind. Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh Jesus. I'm gonna. I'm gonna promote tea of the kind because hopefully I just. I just wanna. I just wanna. I want a sponsorship out of it, so I just get lots of tea of a kind. It's well, really good. Just sipping my Angry Orchard hard cider. Yeah. That's, that's all Jason had in his fridge. <laughs> You're right. Um, I'm sorry. My caffeine levels are too high. I had to get some downers in there. <laughs> I got you. Um, no, when we, when we first started dating, I don't think we really argued very much. Um, and then when we, when we started to get more and more serious, and especially around the time of starting our business, that's when we were, you know sometimes having spats about disagreements and uh, growing up I, I think I'm, I'm more of a selfish person okay. I know I'm more of a selfish selfish person than Brittany is um, so I always take things personal or I always did take things personal and, and got frustrated I didn't know how to listen to what she was saying I didn't know that every time she would bring something up it didn't require a necessary fix mm-hmm. or, or a solution she was just trying to talk to me about how she feels yeah. um, which is a pretty typical um, piece of advice that that smarter people give to younger people. Right. Um, you know, she's talking to you. You want to listen. You don't have to. You don't always have to fix everything. Yeah, that's Which is our problem because we're problem yeah. solved. Like, yeah, in, I think exactly. it's a lot. We just, a lot we're fixers. It, yeah, and I think that honestly, if we're being real, like a lot of it had to do with our backgrounds because I was raised very southern. My parents were from North Carolina, very old mm-hmm. school. Oh yeah. And he was raised. His dad's Mexican. His mom's Puerto Rican. So they, the way that they handle situations yeah. is going to be different <laughs> than the way that my family would handle situations. Yeah. So, and I mean, we were huge communicators, and I learned that from my mom since we were little like we talked about everything okay. yeah. so we were very open and they weren't Whereas, as open yeah my family really my family so like funny you, I, I would think typically stereotypically yeah. southern uh, religious family typically mm-hmm. very inside the family in a, in a southern religious family they're pretty open but I but it's all about after outside of the home that's where it's more like Wipe your tears up. See, I haven't even seen that in like a typical Southern religious family. They're not even they're not even open within the family. It's very oh, much like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's no problems. Like, well, know, I guess that's just God's grace in your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we we were we communicated a lot. Yeah, you know, my that's parents great. talked to me about everything. We were very 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 open. Yeah, so. That's awesome. I've always been, you know, a big communicator, and that's just something that he struggled with. So that was yeah. a huge, you know, a part of our arguments is like. Just communication and him learning yeah. to to communicate more. Yeah, which is interesting because I feel like like stereotypically a Latino family like you if if they're mad or something's up like you know because they're just <laughs> they're loud about it and they're yeah. saying it, well it here's you know, here's the thing is that that's the that's the root of what you like I'm sorry that's not the root that's like the tip of the iceberg okay like that yelling back and forth that's just surface level arguing oh, um, and that only comes about. Because below the water, there's like all this built up, unsaid, unspoken mm. emotions and feelings that are never talked about. And finally, something just breaks. And then that's when, you know, that's only the tip of the iceberg. And you see people yelling and stuff like that. So yeah. when I was growing up, you know, um, my dad was a pastor and he communicated very effectively within the church and everything like that. But outside of that, um, I think him and my mom have. Have, well, now they're, they're fine. They've grown to an understanding uh, culturally because Mexican guys, and I'm only speaking from my dad's perspective and only from what I've observed from my dad and conferred with him, um, but on his culture was women 
don't really tell the man what to do. They don't ask him a lot of questions. They just let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. And and men are not kept by their women. They're not held accountable. They just go do what they got to do. Yeah. And not to say that my dad never communicated with my mom, but he would feel embarrassed when he's out with his with his brothers or visiting family members. And my mom would call him on the phone looking for him. You know, his brothers would make fun of him, like, oh, I see your wife keeps you under tabs and they keep oh, you in control. Wow. And my mom, my mom, Puerto Rican sure. side, Puerto Rican women are very strong women. Yeah. They're very um, outspoken. And so she's like, she didn't care. Um, so they, she would try to communicate and it's always a battle. Yeah. So, and then that's a fight I would love to watch. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> for me, and my dad, here's the crazy thing I think I've seen him yell when he's angry, I think I've seen him yell a total of one or two times okay. let's just say two times because um, my dad when he gets angry man he doesn't he's, he's very good at communicating or at least with me anyway because I, I have my mom's kind of temperament mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so whenever he's communicating with me and, I, and I've been angry and I've like called my dad names you know in teen, out of teen angst like he, he has spoken to me in a very soft way like he, he was calm. he was never quick to snap back at me he's never you know laid a hand on me I think the only time um, that I remember specifically when he yelled at me was when I got my ear pierced at 18 okay I came home like I went to the mall I bought everyone's Christmas gifts I was feeling good I was like I'm gonna get my ear pierced just cause I can I'm 18 just whatever it's just one ear yeah <laughs> Which, everyone start, I yeah. started with one yeah. everyone starts with one so I went home my dad didn't notice right away and I talked to him for like 15 minutes on the couch he didn't notice then um, I went into my mom's room before I could even open the door. She's like, "Oh yeah, kiss asshole." They're like, "What is that? Is that an ear piercing? Come here, let me see that, dude." Then she called my dad in the room. He tore me a new one, called me all these things I'd never heard before. And then later he apologized. But going, I'm saying all of that because um, for that reason, I've had a hard time like talking with or communicating those feelings with people I I've, I love because. You know, as I grew up as a teenager in my parents' home, it was very hard for me to discuss things with them. You know, like I loved tattoos. You know, I was, I loved, I got in trouble for graffiti a lot. And whenever I showed my parents an interest in graffiti, they didn't harbor that creativity. They didn't give me another outlet. They didn't say, hey, let's just buy you some cheap plywood from Home Depot and you can spray paint on that all day long. Yeah, I just kind of snuck out and almost got arrested and expelled from school. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a whole crazy story. So it was like whenever I had something I wanted to do or pursue, they would never truly back me up on that unless it was going to lead to some future um, profession of good earnings, like a doctor or um, some kind of uh, what's a lawyer or somebody somebody smart and professional. And that's Hispanic culture in general. I will say, like speaking for everybody, a lot of older old school parents think that way and position jobs to their kids in that way like they want their kids to make a good earning because they grew up without earning a lot right and working you know middle class jobs they want their kids to do better which is a great idea but it kind of sucks that to have that pressure on you as a child as a child so for that reason i I never felt like i could really communicate um and they were i mean they love the photography but i don't think that they were like that's your career yeah they yeah yeah, that's that's, i can never hobby that's all they would say yeah Yeah. they would classify everything that i I had interest in and and shown passion about as a hobby yeah um i I even tried to do um i played worship for a few of the churches and and they they were even like that's cool when are you when are you going to go back to school when are you going to go to college when are you going to sign up for classes again and i'm like man come on so um, I really did have to start from the bottom. 
Uh, as far as our company, because yeah. they didn't, I don't think they put forth um, too much money. They, they did eventually, and, and now, of course, we have their full support, and they love what we do. Yeah, now that we've, you know, made a successful business, yeah. they're and then they see, very proud. And they yeah. see what, what we've become, and my dad's proud of me, and, and I get emotional saying that, because uh, that wasn't a very, uh, God, <laughs> getting emotional now. Yeah, that wasn't a very open word that he would um, just kind of cast out. So being where we are now, you know, it's kind of humbling to always hear that from him. So, you know, I'm glad I can make my dad proud. You didn't think there'd be tears, no, did you? <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, so that's a good feeling, of course. And that's always a, mm -hmm. a, a huge encouragement to hear that. Yeah. So That's awesome. But yeah, now we fight. Um, and, and whenever we're doing our marriage, back to that. Whenever we were doing marriage counseling, um, Garland, who's Joel's brother, you know, yeah. he he always encouraged that we identified roles as husband and wife. Yeah. Um, but also, whenever we had disagreements, that we knew how to fight fair. And so, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about things, or um, and 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 sometimes, you know, before a fight, you don't always talk about things. You know, after a fight is really the 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 I think. The hardest part because then you got to know what to say afterward you have to know where you were wrong mm -hmm. and you have to know why you felt that way yeah and then you have to learn um, how to come to a mutual agreement about whatever it is that you were fighting about right so now we just you know whenever she tells me something I try to listen and, and give myself you know a break or a pause before I open my mouth and, and think about what I'm gonna say and think about why she was saying that think about um, where she was coming from because sometimes she'll say something to me and I'll hear it totally different and I have to think about things before I interpret it does that make any sense? yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so now we just we try to always you know if we disagree on something just fight fair and, and try mm -hmm. to be patient and talk and if we do end up yelling at each other over something stupid then we both know that we need to just take a break and, and kind of go to our corners figuratively speaking yeah. And then um, another thing that's probably see maybe out. people might think is weird. We don't allow cuss words while we're fighting. That's just a rule that we've that really kind of done. Um, Interesting. And that that's just helped us respect um, each other. Yeah, because I feel like once once those words come in, it just it gets. It's like a kick to the groin, or you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or it, it just makes it harder to to be able to resolve it because those words can be really harmful. Um, yeah, because so. not, not only do you have to reconcile your differences <laughs> in the argument, then you also have a whole other level of reconciliation to make up for. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's where, you're like, that person, you know, like, I don't want Brittany to ever wonder if I meant what I said. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, whether I didn't say it or not, you know, I don't, I don't want to have those things in my heart, and I don't want them to come out of my mouth. You know, it's, it's true they say that the, the tongue is sharper than the sword. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be careful with, with what words we choose to say. That's, that's fascinating. That's a really cool. When I was a youth pastor, I used to, uh, you know, people always use that statement that, um, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, kind yeah. of thing. That's and such I, a lie. It's interesting. <laughs> I know. So when I was a youth pastor, I used to, I know I talked about, you know, using your words or whatever, you know, what you say to people is meaningful. Uh, that, that thing to me was always like that's the dumbest statement I've yeah. ever heard because Words are powerful. your bone will reheal like yeah. your broken <laughs> bone but that but the the wound from that word or those words can last can forever oh, yeah, yeah it can never heal mm -hmm. um, it could reshape your life or redefine your life that's a, man that's impressive 
really cool. Thanks. So um, there's so much more I'd love to talk about. We'll have to do a part two at some point, but um, <laughs> we've kind of, we're, we're yeah. getting up to our time. Uh, but there's a couple. Um, one last question I always like to I always like to pose to uh, the guests and Brittany. I actually would prefer you to answer this question because you're okay. a female okay. and. I feel like just the context. I feel like in our in our world, when, you know, when someone like if Leo as a as a guy goes, I'm going to start this business, or I'm going to do this thing, or I'm going to start my art project, I'm going to be this artist. I feel like there's more encouragement to a guy mm -hmm. uh, than there is for for a woman. A lot of times, it says, "I'm going to follow my dream, or I'm going to go after whatever the thing is that I'm passionate about." Okay. I feel like there's a lot more discouragement, and I could be wrong, but I'm curious from a female perspective. Um, do you think that every person has the ability and should follow that thing that's their passion and why or why not? Um, I do. And I'll tell you, I agree with you hundred percent. A lot of times women are, I mean, and it's, it's in our culture for, you know, since, you know, women couldn't vote women were homemakers, whatever it may be. Yeah, too I feel like that not only is it different because it is you know, 2016 and things are obviously much different than they were in 1950. But for me personally, um, I grew up in a household where my dad was a pastor. And so my mom was kind of the breadwinner, if you will. Mm. So she started and she's the strongest woman that I know and she's been my encouragement through everything and because she's so strong and she's been through so much she encourages me and she would tell me growing up like you can do anything that you can put your mind to male or female doesn't yeah. matter you can do anything that you put your mind to so her being such a strong influence and the things that she's accomplished have just been like I don't think about male or female anymore I just think about I can do what I want I can do anything I put my mind to because that's what she taught me yeah. she actually came from like the poorest of the poor living like and she's one of six and uh she had very little very very little they would yeah. eat like beans and rice and like or potatoes and rice or whatever they had and they mm -hmm. would get meat like once a week that's how poor they wow. were so and now she has worked her way up to where she's the vice president of a Fortune 500 company, and she's wow. huge, and obviously makes way, you know, a good yeah. amount of money now. So, the fact that she's brought herself from nothing and had nothing, and not even a college degree, and she is where she is now, and has mm. such a big clout now, it's like, yeah, take if that she drink. can do that, <laughs> from the bottom, no, yeah, yeah, if she can do that, honestly, like. I thank her 100% because she's the reason why I don't think about like, oh, I'm female. I can't do that. Um, it's because of that that role model I've had for sure. And I think that's one thing that attracts me to Brittany so much is I realized early on how strong of a woman she is and how special that is yeah. um, because my mom was a strong woman. You know, she, she still does a lot to help my dad's church, but she's worked very hard too and she's not the VP of a Fortune 500 company, but... A lot of her values were instilled in me and so that kind of helped me you know on the side to pursue my dream and it also showed me that you know it doesn't really matter like if you're a man or a woman although I, I agree with you it, it's it's very common in our culture for that to happen to women and I hate it mm -hmm. you know but I, that's why I love Brittany because she's out there she's doing her thing and I respect her 100% and, yeah. and I always want her to to pursue her her goals and your in your dreams. I think the women just have to get out of their own mind and not listen to what mm. other people say and just just um, understand that, like I said, it's not the way it used to be anymore. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be 
that you know the man makes the money and the wife stays home you can you really can do anything that you want to do no matter what yeah no matter what money you have or what race you are or what color you whatever you know whatever it may be you can do anything yeah that's awesome that's a great answer thanks you should have talked the whole time Obviously, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little. Clearly, you're the smarter one. I'm just a little Shouldn't shyer. Than crying. Him. Yeah. He's a, he's a, that's so funny, man. That's great. That's such yeah. a great answer. So, um, uh, just to wrap it up, and um, I always like to close with a question. A lot of podcasts, you know, they they have a closing statement, but my, I always like to end with a with a with a question because I feel like it's great to learn things and to talk about stuff, but unless you do something about what you learn or you do something with what you hear. Um, you know, it's almost, it's not, not that it's pointless, but it's, fleeting. there's another half. Yeah, it's fleeting. So I was in with a question uh, to all the listeners. I mean, you've heard a great story. You've heard um, so much about these two. My encouragement, my question to you is what can you do right now, today, this week to start pursuing that dream, to start pursuing whatever it is, to start the business? It doesn't have to be the whole dream. It doesn't have to be the end result, but what's one thing you can do to start writing that book or... I'll say it in the terms of you that you guys said. What can you start doing this week to reposition your perspective that helps you get to the next place you want to be? So, um, do something with that this week, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. You guys are absolutely, awesome. man. We're you. honored. We're honored, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, you guys are great. I learned a lot from you. I'm going to have you back because I want to talk more about that Let's stuff at some it. point. So, Let's do it. cool. Thanks. Uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Everybody's done. Friends through eternity